Amen. We'll quickly just go into the Word. I want to welcome every one of you tonight. God's doing a lot among us. I, I don't know the number of people that have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit and were able to speak with other tongues. Uh, but I know that uh, Randy, Randy McKinney, yeah, he had gone out uh, sharing with somebody at work uh, about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And he wanted to know, can I do this? I said, go ahead. Every one of us can help this person receive. And uh, the day before yesterday, he prayed for the fellow. The guy spoke a few words in tongues and couldn't stop crying. All day he had to take permission to get out of work and went back home. And uh, he walks and then comes in in the morning. But uh, he came back to work just singing in tongues. <laughs> and uh, now he's trying to reach some other person and say, give me those information. I want to help this person receive. So God's doing a lot. Uh, I think on Sunday we prayed maybe two or three people receive the baptism in the Spirit here. The wind is blowing. The wind is blowing in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Please stand up with me tonight. We're going to make our confession from the Word of God, Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated tonight. just want to go into the Word of God. When the wind of God blows, when the wind blows, uh, that's the title of the message. The wind, we know, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. He is the wind of God. And when Jesus is present, the wind of God is present. Because you can't separate them, it's always there. The Spirit of God is always with us. But we talk about the wind of the, li- of the living God. Now, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes we're talking about uh, the water. I will sprinkle clean water upon you. Isaiah chapter, I mean, Ezekiel 36 tells us that. It's the water that watches us. But the Holy Spirit can be the water of God that cleanses. But the Holy Spirit is also uh, the fire. We know about the fire. Uh, the Bible talks about how God will baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And the fire is the fire of God inside of us that gives us passion for God. We can do it on our own, but when the Holy Spirit is at work in us, then there is passion for God. There is love for God. You can't get away from His presence and you cannot get enough of His presence. You just want to be there. Even if no one is responding, if something pulls you, you have to be there. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can be referred to as a fire. And you know also the Spirit came in form of a dove, gentle, uh, and came on Jesus. It's a gentle Spirit. But then we talk about the wind. The wind of the Spirit. The wind of the Spirit represents the power of God that brings about change. The power of God that brings about change. 
when the wind of the Spirit comes, there is going to be change. And, and you see this all over scriptures. When there is the wind. And this is the way Jesus puts it in John chapter 3, from verse 7, talking to Nicodemus. When he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. There is going to be a change in your life. There is going to be a new birth. You were born of the flesh. That which is born of the flesh, that's flesh. But there is going to be a birth of the spirit. And when Nicodemus could not understand, Jesus said, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Born of water and of the spirit. The wind blows. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it comes from. And where is going? So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. It's a wind that blows. You can't see it. You, may, you feel it. You can see it in the movement of the trees. That's the sign that something is taking place. But the wind, whenever it blows, there is going to be a change. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Something new is about to take place. You can't see it. You may not even feel it. But you can see it in what it is doing in the individual. If you are born again, there is going to be a change that everyone can see. They don't see what's going on when you go to church, but they can see the change has come over you. They can see the peace of God that's come over you, and they can see the new confidence that you have in God and your faith in God that was not there before the wind blew. The wind always will bring about change. And then you know this. On the day of Pentecost, there was going to be a change again. And the Bible tells us in uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. That was the birth of the church. It came through wind. That was the very birth of the church. Things were about to change in the world. Because of the coming of the Holy Spirit that brings change. And we are still living in that wind that blew on that day. Now let me tell you this. When the wind blew, it wasn't secret. It wasn't a secret. Everyone in Jerusalem heard. They knew something was taking place. They heard the wind. It was a rushing mighty wind. There was a feast in Jerusalem. Feast of Pentecost. Everybody came out to see what's going on. And they saw the change that the Spirit had brought upon the uh, disciples. At that time, 120 of them, as they were speaking in tongues and prophesying before God. The wind 
is always there at the beginning. And today, listen, the reason for this message is to prophesy. I'm saying in the name of Jesus, the wind of God is blowing and it's about to blow and it's going to blow stronger here at the Ark Fellowship. In the name of Jesus, we will feel it. Things will change in the lives of individuals here at the Ark Fellowship. There at the Ark Praise Center, the wind of God is blowing and something is about to change. The old is going to be taken away. And everything new is about to come to us. And no one can stop it. No one can stop it. The wind is about to blow. Now, in the, in the scriptures, you'll see, whenever there is emptiness, void. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form. Whenever in your life there is something there that is formless. And there is a void in your spirit. If you are with God today in the name of Jesus, the spirit has already started to move. The wind is blowing today at the Ark Fellowship in the name of Jesus. All we need is 120 to change the whole world. I know we don't have, we're not very many here today, but with the wind blowing in your heart today, because we are speaking about the wind of God, something new is taking place in my life and in your life, and it's about to change the whole of Cyprus in Jesus' name. If you agree with me, let me hear an amen. Yes, it's going to happen. God will do it, and I have faith in that. It says there was a void, and the Spirit of God was hovering. That word is, it was moving over the surface of the deep, just the surface of the water. That's the beginning of something new about to be birthed. And I believe that's what we are going to be experiencing from this day uh, at the Ark Fellowship. When you pray, I know those of you here on Wednesday night, you pray, people, please pray for the wind of God to blow. Sometimes when you have coals and it's going down, the coals burning, and it seems to be going down, and you want it to come up again burning, what do you do? You fan it, you blow it, right? We need the fan of God. The wind of God to blow. For those individuals that are with us, and for whatever reason, things are happening in their lives, and there is a slowing down, and they are not even aware that it's happening. Most times people don't know that there's a slowing down. And that's a dangerous place to be. Because you are totally unaware that the enemy has got you. And slowly but surely, he's putting you out. What you used to do, you never do anymore. And you don't feel it. You think you're still okay. That's a dangerous place to be. It takes the wind of God to blow in your heart. That's why Revelation chapter the whole chapter 1, 2, and 3, Jesus speaking, don't forget your first love. 
Many of many in the church, they've left their first love. The fire is no more there, is no longer there. And they're finding things to blame. They don't feel it anymore. Their heart is cold. I don't want to be that way. May the wind of God blow here at the Ark Fellowship so that you retain your first love and stay on fire for God instead of making silly excuses not to be in His presence. Why will anyone not be eager to be in His presence? David was busy doing the kingly work. Busy making judgments. And then I believe somebody said, Hey David, it's time to quit. It's time to go to the house. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. That's the fire of the Holy Spirit. When you're no longer glad, it's nobody's fault. The embers are going out. Slowly but surely. And in my mind, for the people of the Ark Fellowship, that will not happen. In the name of Jesus, the fire of God is about to blow. And it's blowing right here at the Ark Fellowship. And we're seeing it because we're having people filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized. And the Spirit of God, He will teach us all things. Remember what the Bible says, when He is come... He will bring you into the truth. He'll teach us all things. So the Spirit actually brought the beginning and God spoke and the Holy Spirit made that happen. You see this also. Whenever the Spirit of God moves in that way or the wind blows, something new is about to happen. You know, the Bible talks about in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And then you can see how God works. When Noah was in the boat, and the whole earth was covered with water, back again to Genesis. Back again to Genesis. There's going to be a new beginning. And it says, God remembered Noah. May he remember you in your situation in Jesus' name. May God remember you in whatever you're going through today. May he remember you. He tells us, God remembered Noah and everyone, Genesis 8 verse 1, and every living thing, and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made, guess what he said? A wind to pass over the earth. Again. It's always the wind. It's always the wind of the Spirit. You can't have church without the wind of the Spirit. That's social gathering. We need the wind of the Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit. And not just words, but the power of the Spirit of God at work in our midst. That's what we need. God remembered them. And he sent the wind. And the wind blew off the water. And then they were able to come out. When God wants to do something new, he sends the wind. I'll remind you also. In Ezekiel 37, dry bones. Remember that? 
dry bones. God asked him, Will they, can these dry bones live again? Ezekiel said, I, You know, I don't know. And God says, Prophesy to them. Prophesy to them. And he prophesied. And the bones came together. But there was no life. And God asked him, Will they live? He said, I don't know. You know. And God said, Prophesy to the four winds. Ezekiel 37, verse 9. Prophesy breath just like God breathed into Adam's life and he became a living soul. But he had to prophesy to the four winds, he says. Upon these dry bones, and they became a mighty, a mighty army of God. May God make make that happen to us here at the Ark Fellowship, the Ark Praise Center. The wind will blow. In the name of Jesus, the wind of God blew when Jesus came, and things have changed since then. Galatians chapter 3 makes it very clear for us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus Jesus was that wind of God that came from heaven to free us from everything that was evil. I want to go to a story in, in, uh, in Exodus to, to help us see what God does when the wind blows. God uses, he's used the wind a lot in the scriptures. In Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel had moved from Egypt. They were going to the, the promised land. And now they were caught between the Red Sea. You know the story. Between the Red Sea and the army of Egypt and Pharaoh behind them and nowhere to go. What, did, what was happening in their mind? We're still slaves. We're going to die. Pharaoh is angry. We can't go ahead and we can't go backward. We are in a predicament. Moses was to blame. They've seen a lot of miracles, but they were in a very difficult situation. And Moses said to them, you don't need to be worried. These Egyptians, these enemies of yours, these things that have been chasing your life and making life difficult for you, these things that have, these people that have put you in bondage all these many years, 400 and, is it 130 years? 430 years. All of these three people that have kept you in that, today you can look at them for the very last time. Can I hear an amen? 
Look at them very well. I know you're scared, but look at them very well. This is the last time you'll see the problems that have been in your life. May I hear an amen tonight? Amen. They're gone. And then Moses was crying out to God. And God said, why are you crying out to me? You got the rod of God in your hand. Why don't you stretch it forth and divide the sea? Amen. Divide the sea. You know, many you have what it takes to bring about your deliverance as a child of God. It's already in you. Especially if you have received the rod of God. That's the power of the Spirit. You have what it takes. Don't stand crying out to God. Amen. Speak to the problem. We talk about that. Speak to the problem. You can cry out to God all day and the sea will still be there. You can intercede for the sea and it still be there. God says, why are you asking me to do something? You do something about it. And so Moses stretched out his rod and things began to happen. Let me read from Exodus chapter 14 verse 13. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. Can everyone say today? I'm going to receive salvation from the stuff that's plagued me, that's hindered me, that stopped my progress, that caused trouble in my family, that's burdened my body. Today, that will come to an end in the name of Jesus. And remember what the scripture says, he confirms his words with signs, following i need you to believe tonight because whatever was bothering you tonight would die in jesus name whatever was a problem for you tonight that's coming to an end if you will believe the word of god the wind of god is blowing tonight and we are going to be free people of god in the name of jesus if you believe it say amen Oh yes, I'm saying amen with you. Because all of those troubles are about to be put away. The wind of God is blowing among us. Moses said, for the Egyptians whom you see today, that's the source of your trouble. You can see it today. You will not see them again forever. Amen. I will not see those troubles again forever. They are gone from my life because Christ has redeemed us just like he redeemed them from Egypt. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We no longer have any curse upon our lives. We don't see them anymore. They are behind us in Jesus' name. He says the Lord will fight for you. Amen. You don't have to fight God himself, he is going to fight for you. And tonight, the fight has begun. You remember what the scripture says? He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
God does the fighting while you sit on the table and you enjoy yourself and watch the enemy unable to do a thing against your life. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. I believe God's still doing these things today. All he's asking from us is for us to believe him and trust in him and be willing to accept what he's saying and these things will happen. Now, God and his word are one and the same. So when you accept his word, you accept God into your situation. And when God, the wind of God comes into your situation, that situation must change. Light comes in. And when light comes in, because God is coming, darkness flees. And the wind of God produces the change. I know God changed my life. I still remember when a a, a girl was telling me, she knew me well, and she said uh, to me, I think we know your time came and God called you. He chose you. You are one of those special people that God chose. Because uh, we all were saying, he's not going to last. He can't be a Christian. Everybody can be a Christian, not him. He's too wicked. I know you don't know me that way, but (laughs) that's the way they saw me. And I listened. I didn't argue with her because I knew she was saying the right thing, okay? I didn't think I would last. But when the wind of God gets a hold of your life, you're changing. He's got you forever. The enemy is gone forever. It's been many years now. We're not going to talk about that. He says the Lord will fight for you. Every Christian must realize God's fighting for you. You may not see him, but he's fighting for you. All you have to do is trust him and stay with him. Every time you come into his presence to honor him, God has said, those who honor me, I will honor. And if God decides to honor you, everyone will see it. God doesn't honor people in the corner where no one will see. You are the light of the world. Didn't he say that? You don't light a lamp and put it on the the bed, right? He wants everyone to see. And that's the way God does. They all see. They all see. God himself is going to fight for you. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children to go forward. (laughs) This is the part where it's hard for us. Moses says, hey, you guys move. What? Forward how? You mean backward? We can't go back. And look, the the sea is right there. We can't go. God said, tell them to move forward. Now, you may not move, but in your mind, see yourself moving. That's faith. See yourself, see your problems gone. You know, I was reading about this healing minister. They were ministering. And they said, this minister said, if you can see your sickness, no matter what it is, if you can see your sickness through your imagination on Jesus on the cross, you know, the Bible says, he himself bore our infirmities 
and carried our sicknesses. He says, if you can close your eyes and actually literally see in your mind your sickness on him on the cross, that sickness can't be in your body anymore. It's gone. And many people heard that. They believed it. And guess what happened? They got healed. They got healed no matter what they have. We have to do that even in our minds. Because God has said so. That's the way it works. Step out and walk on water. Don't test the water if it's going to hold your weight. You'll never get out of the boat. When he says, come, do something about it. God said, move. Tell the people to move forward. But before you do that, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. You want to analyze that? How are we going to do that, God? But God has a secret. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Listen. I don't think we, ever, we are really thinking about what's going on here. If you separate water, right? And you have a path. Is it going to be dry? No. It's not going to be dry. You can't try to dry, you know, ride a chariot through that kind of water. When God says something, he means it. We don't consider the miracle here. It was dry. If it wasn't dry, the Egyptians would not attempt to go in with their chariots. Think about it. It was dry. A new thing happened. Let me say this. A new thing happens every time the wind blows. Something that you've never seen before. Just like in Genesis. When, God, when the wind, the Spirit of God moved over the surface of the waters, the deep. Something new that you've never experienced before happens every time the wind blows. It was a dry ground. Totally dry. How did God accomplish it? The wind. That's why I want, listen brothers and sisters, the ark, let's pray for God's wind to blow in this church. Yes. We will see things you, cannot, you will not be able to explain. If all of us will come into agreement, regardless of how you feel about church, put all of that aside. We are serving the same God. Put all of those things aside. All of those thoughts and feelings and disagreement. That's what the enemy wants. So we can't work together. We are all in this together. But I tell you, if all of us can come and pray for that wind, we will see unusual things happening among us and you will be part of it. Pure dry ground. Never happened before. No one, except you were swimming, no one has seen a dry ground in a sea. Ever. Never. That was the first time 
it happened. Dry ground. If we allow the wind to blow. He says in verse 21, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind. That's the wind. All night long. It was a strong, just like the day of Pentecost. A mighty rushing wind. A strong wind. Just one night. With God, nothing shall be impossible. We just have to believe God. Every time the wind blows, first thing, dry ground. Number one, there was a way made where there was no way. A way is made where there was nowhere. When you are in a situation and it seems like there is no way out. There is nothing you can do. There is no way out of my situation. He's been with me for years. For them, 430 years. But from this one day in a place where there could have been no way. God allowed his wind to make a way. May the Lord make a way for you in your situation where there was no way. May God give you a way for your deliverance so that your enemies will be swallowed in the sea forever so you can see it again. God makes a way where there is no way. That happened when the wind blew. It has never been done. No one has ever seen that before. It was a miracle. I'm sure everywhere, and you can read in the book, the whole nations around, they've heard. I'm sure people came out to look what's going on. And they were scared of these people. Who will fight with people like that? He says God's fame had gone all over the place. The children of Israel. Why? Just because they were children of Abraham. And look at us. We are children Born of Jesus. We're children of God. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten your situation. You are too focused on your situation. He can make a new way for you. He can make a way for you where there was no way. If we will believe. That's why I believe Jesus said, if you can only believe. He can't be that bad that God cannot change it. That's, that's why Romans chapter 12 talks about renewing your mind. It's just the way we think. If I can change the way I think and everything that is being spoken to me, contrary to what God says, and I can stand with God, God can make a way for me where there is no way. Listen to this scripture in, in Revelation. It's so important. Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. It says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, This thing says he who is holy, that's Jesus, he who is true, he who has the key of David. 
He who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. May God open the right doors for you in the name of Jesus tonight in Jesus' name and the doors that need to be shut, let him shut them. And no one is able to open it. No one means no devil, no man, no demon. Nobody can open it. No angel can open a door when God shuts it. Because it's an evil door for your life. That's not part of your destiny. Anything that is not a part of your destiny tonight, may God shut it off forever in the name of Jesus. But everything that is a part of your destiny, what God has created for you in Christ, may those doors open tonight in the name of Jesus. May those things come to you unhindered. In Jesus' name. I speak it in the name of Jesus. You know what I do? I understand what it means to say, in my name. It's as if Jesus himself is saying it. Whatever you say in his name is as if he is the one saying it. So whatever you say in his name, if it agrees with his word, this word is forever established in heaven. Settled in heaven. I just have to speak it. That's why I'm saying to you tonight, in the form of prayer, but establishing whatever has been against your life, whatever door has been opened by the enemy against your life to torment you and to harass you, those doors are going to be shut tonight by the power of the name of Jesus, by the wind of God upon your life, and may you continue to see God's progress in your life in Jesus' name. He has the key. Whenever God does a thing, the first thing, there is a, a new way made. Secondly, we talked about this. A new thing happens whenever the wind blows. A miracle that had never been seen before. That's what happens. Let me say something. Sometimes you'll find yourself in a very difficult situation. God allowed it. But then a situation comes. <laughs> the wind, if you read in the Old Testament, sometimes the wind is good, brings something good. Sometimes the wind brings something that is not that good, as you read in Scripture. But it's usually against the enemy. God can feed you. How did God give them quail? How? food, wind. The wind blew all night. You see how God uses his wind? All night. When they woke up, the place was covered with meat. <laughs> yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. Can God do this? He can. He can. God allows it. And sometimes he puts you in a place you can cry out. That's the message on Sunday. You cry out to him. He won't talk to you. He got you bust. Just like he did with the Israelites. Right? They can't go forward. They can't go backward. They're trapped. But he's there. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? A new thing happened that's never been before. 
They were trapped. They were not the reason why the king decided you must worship this idol. But I knew God was placing them in a situation. You know why the difficulties come for your promotion? They were just like every other magician in the land before what happened happened. They were ordinary, just like the other magicians. Daniel, all of them. And then this situation came. If God allows it in your life as a Christian, believe me, a day is going to come when the wind will blow. Amen. And when the wind blows, something new will happen. And it's usually something you've never seen before. That's what happened with them. They said to Nebuchadnezzar, listen, we're not going to pay attention to you. Our God is able to deliver us. Meanwhile, there was fire behind them, right? And it's blowing real bad. But he said, we're not going to listen to you. You will think, that's my message on Sunday, maybe God will speak to them and say, don't worry, I am here. Nope. They are on their own, it seems. But right there in the fire, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was waiting for them. And a new thing happened. Nobody, I mean, even the individuals that threw them into the fire, they were all killed. And yet, their hair remained. Oh, can you imagine? It's the same God that we are serving. No matter how hard the situation is, God is able to come through and make the situation for a testimony unto your life. Just like with the children of Israel. The wind was blowing. It seemed like it was blowing against their lives. But God turned it. After Nebuchadnezzar brought them from the fire, I'm sure there were a lot of questions. He examined them. Touched their hair and everything. And I'm sure all everybody wanted to talk to them. Who was the fourth man in the fire with you guys? All of that. Something new happened. Let me go to the third one. When the wind blows, all of the problems that have pursued you all your life ceases. That's what happened to the children of Israel as they went through the fire. The Egyptians came in and what they've dealt with for some of them all their entire life, all of that disappeared on that one night. There's a part of that story which I'll go straight to number four. My time is really far gone. Let me say this. Whenever you're going through a very tough time, really, really hard, God's watching. He's watching to see what's going on. 
place you have to understand. Sometimes these things are written in scripture for us to see the way God works. God will never forget you for a second. He remembers what's going on in your life and my life. That's why I can be confident and know not in your what you, what you are, but in God. He is faithful. He is faithful. And we'll talk about that on Sunday. If he's not speaking and he's not talking to you, there's something much bigger than you can understand. He's called his purpose. If you will wait. But God has not forgotten you. Even in this situation, as the wind was blew, the wind blew and everything was happening and they were going through, it tells us in Exodus 14, verse 24, Now it came to pass in the morning, watch, so within the next day, that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire. So God was watching them, the enemies. They were busy trying to cross, and God's eyes were on the enemy. And he troubled the army of the Egyptians. May God trouble everything that's troubling you in Jesus' name. And when God troubles them, they are truly troubled. Everything that stood in your way, that's been standing in your way, God is going to trouble that thing until they leave your way in Jesus' name. It says God troubled the army. The whole army was troubled. I don't know what was going on, but I'm sure they felt God's trouble upon their lives. Confusion. They don't know what to do. Who sent us here? Why are we here? God troubled the army. And he took off the chariot's wheels. I'm sure they're wondering what's happening to the chariots. Well, how all of a sudden this thing's happening to them. And please understand, the enemies here in their time, that represent the demonic forces that the the, the Satan himself has sent against your life to hinder you or to enforce the curse that he supposedly is upon your life. God fights them. He took off their chariot's wheels so that they drove them in, the, in difficulty. And Egyptian says, let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fights for them against Egyptians. Now, you can see the way the enemy works. Please, let's, he doesn't quit. Because he doesn't know in pursuing you, he meets with his very end. He has no idea about that. Because God doesn't allow them to think. If you see, naturally, they were humans, right? You see, the God divide, they've seen a lot of miracles in Egypt, right? Now you see the sea divided, and they're walking through. What will make you go in there? Think about it. If the princes of this world had known, they wouldn't have crucified the prince of life. Satan is not as smart as we give him credit for. He's not that smart. I mean, think about it. Why would you go in there? And then, you see the way God allowed it, they were already in the midst, 
And then God started removing the wheels of the chariot. So there is no going forward and there is no going backward. They are in the midst. So guess what they are thinking? We're going to die. Look, <laughs> looking back, there's no way to get out. We've gone too far. We can't go back and we can't join them. They, they realize, may that be what comes against those that have been troubling you in Jesus' name. All the works of Satan against your life. I got to quit here. I don't know if I will come back to this because it's not much. But let me finish this. No premature death. They thought they were going to die, the, the children of Israel. That was, going to, that was going to be their last day. That didn't happen. And so we must take that until your days are fulfilled. Until the number God says in Exodus chapter 23, 25, 26, I will fulfill the number of your days. Would you believe that with me today? No premature death for you. You don't die in the midst of your trouble. Your enemy will not swallow you up. Instead, the wind of God will destroy them. They actually experienced true freedom. By the time they came to the other side and they looked back at the enemy, the water had come back. And guess what they were saying? Free at last, right? If the sun makes you free, you will be free indeed. Total freedom. And guess what God does for you? He put a new song in your mouth, right? Okay? A new song in your mouth. After they got out, they saw their enemies dead. Guess what? It was time for rejoicing. May God give you rejoicing in your heart in Jesus' name. Please stand up with me tonight. The wind of God is blowing for our freedom. I pray to God that for every one of you tonight that's heard me, that every time you pray, God will remind you of the wind okay and pray that God's wind will continue to blow at the ark fellowship you know why I use the word continue because it's already started can you hear an amen can I hear an amen the wind is already started it's blowing and we will see it and we will see the results would you lift your hands up before God today in praise and in worship thanking him that he is here with you and please don't despair because God is with you. No matter how hard the situation is, God is with you. He is going to make a way for you through the wilderness. He will make a way through the sea. God will make a way. Even when you go through the fire, God will make a way. Even though you go through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with you. Father God, I thank you tonight for your people. We thank you because your word doesn't return to you void. will never return to you void. We thank you for the word that is being fulfilled in our lives right here. Be with your people. And God, we pray for the wind of the Spirit to continue to blow among us. Fill our mouths with your words. In the name of Jesus, we expect the change 
we expect the new song in our mouth. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen.